are back. Coming up in this week's Triton Spotlight, we're talking UC San Diego men's volleyball. With the 2023 season set to get underway later this week, you'll hear from new Triton head coach Brad Rostratter. He'll tell us about the new faces on the roster, what they've been working on in practice, how the Big West is shaping up, and so much more. That's all coming up in a moment in this week's Triton Spotlight. Happy New Year and welcome to Episode 70 of Triton Cast, the podcast for UC San Diego Athletics. I'm your host, Jeff Turiel. Whether you found us on UCSDTritons.com or on your favorite podcast platform, thank you for joining us this week. If you enjoy what you hear, take a moment to subscribe, rate the show, or write us a brief review. Before we get to this week's men's volleyball season preview, let's go around campus. With 2022 now in the books, our UCSDTritons.com staff took a look back at the top 25 stories of the year. You can relive those memories through the stories and video online. Congrats to Vedran Latkovic of Men's Water Polo. He was named an All-American by the ACWPC. Women's Volleyball's Ava McGinnis was named to the All-Big West second team. Of course, you may remember we chatted with Ava on episode 62 of Triton Cast. And this week's University Credit Union Athletes of the Week are Emmanuel Shamanga from Men's Basketball and recent 1,000-point scorer Julia Makabuhai from Women's Hoops. Congrats to those two. Now it's on to this week's Triton Spotlight. Here's our conversation with new men's volleyball head coach Brad Rostratter. Earlier this week, he joined ESPN's Steve Quist to chat about the 2023 campaign. Okay, Brad, so at your prior stop, Vanguard University, you helped launch that program and were there since its inception. And so while UCSD is well-established, we know that, uh, are there some parallels between starting that program and then trying to build a sustainable tradition here at uh, UC San Diego? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's my first time doing this in the sense of taking over at Vanguard. There was no tradition. It was built from the ground up. So it's been really interesting and really eye-opening seeing different ways of doing things. And so many good things have already been established here. You know, and you just look at the guys on the roster, how they conduct themselves, the types of people they are, the types of students they are, the types of work ethic they have. There's so many pieces that don't need to be addressed, uh, which is amazing, you know, and makes your job as a coach and a leader a lot simpler to where it's a lot more about the specific culture we want to get in place, the specific way we want to go about our work and being very, being very mindful of not saying everything that is not how I did it or was not how I expected is wrong Um, because it's not, you know, for the last, you know, however many years everyone's been in this program from five years to two months, their goal has been the same as what our goal is, you know, and that's constantly striving to build a national championship program with our work and our, what we're doing every single day. Um, so understanding that has been really important to me going through this process. Um, and within the similarities, I think the biggest similarity is, and it remains true with a lot of men's volleyball is just, there's a lot of great people from the coaches, the support staff, to the players, um, to the people you're going up against. It's just a lot of people I enjoy interacting with and I enjoy being around. And, um, that's why I love coaching. I love getting to do what we do. And it's, uh, a major blessing that. Uh, I get to be here in San Diego with my wife and and around these amazing kids and these great people um, in the entire athletic department. 
So you talked about culture, you use that C word there. Is there a specific one you want to bring with you to UC San Diego? What are you trying to establish right now? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, right? Everyone has their specific culture they're looking for and they want, but really what ends up happening is you don't get there, you get somewhere working with the guys and with the team and really seeing the culture that is already established specifically within the team between the guys and their their interpersonal relationship and their team dynamics. There are so many strong qualities that, you know, my quote unquote vision uh, is changing daily, you know, and I think that's the way it's supposed to be in my eyes because it's a, it's not my program. It's our program with everyone within this program, everyone coming to this program and all the alumni who have come to come through this program. So yeah, that, that culture it's constantly evolving and, and that's the way it needs to be as coaches. We need to constantly be learning. The players need to constantly be learning. And uh, if we're not trying to evolve our culture daily and make it better and improve it um, all within the framework of doing whatever we can to better our program and whatever is best for the program in the moment. And as long as we're working within that ethos and following that path, then the program and the culture are going to be strong. You played at Concordia. You won a national championship in 2013. What was that experience like? And forgive me for not, there's a bunch of Concordias. Are you the Illinois, were you the Illinois one or the Southern California one? Or? This is uh, Concordia Irvine. So I started Irvine, okay. Orange Coast College um, okay. where we lost in a state championship while I was there. And that was, you know, devastating, um, losing the, the culminating game. And then uh, Concordia started up a program. And as I was at Cal State Fullerton at the time, I ended up transferring into Concordia to join that program. And we, you know, had a good group and a lot of things went our way. And we were able to, to win it, the national championship in that first year. And it was, it was really a great example of what a lot of great people working towards a specific goal can, can lead to. And it was players who were playing every single point to players who weren't playing every single point, everyone was working towards that mission and, and following that, that goal and that objective. And it was an amazing experience. And so many of my, my uh, closest friends were on that team and I'm still in touch and contact with daily. Um, and that's what it's all about, right? It's creating those relationships that last beyond your four or five years you're in college and, and really building an experience that, you think back at memories and you just start smiling. You start enjoying it. You think about your buddies, you think about your friends and you think about the guys you went through battles with or brutal conditioning sessions with. And, and that's really where a lot of those moments, memories um, come up. You know, you don't think so much about that final game. Yeah. It's, it's more about everything that that led up to it and all, all the, the crappy times you went through with your teammates and all the tough times in the morning or, or tired at night and, and grinding through uh, that really stick out to me. You, you really had to hit the ground running. You, you sort of got this job late, right in the fall. So how do you learn the players? How do you learn the adapt to the athletic department, your bosses, every, all the support staff around you and, I mean, it's like, it's just like, here we go. Let's go. Right. Yeah. It was a, uh, it was a whirlwind to say the least. And I was married. I got married uh, September 3rd and then was oh, in October. So yeah, there's been a lot, a lot going on in my life and it's all been amazing blessings that I could not be more thankful and grateful for, but yeah, it was coming in in October and I had two practices with the team and then we were off to play in the Long Beach state fall tournament. And then the following weekend we were off to the USC fall tournament. 
So for me, the perspective was a lot more about obviously getting to know the guys, the team on an interpersonal level, um, but more specifically observing and seeing um, the character of the guys, observing and seeing the team culture, the team dynamics and starting to see what things, you know, I like and we want to maintain and continue or what things we need to start working towards changing. Um, and then the volleyball piece almost was a little secondary as crazy as that seems just because what we're doing on a daily basis and how we interact together is way more prevalent in each and every one of these guys' lives than what specifically is happening on the court in a, you know, in an overload play or, or when we're in system or out of system. So a lot of it was observing and seeing how that team worked through good situations and how they worked through adversity to get an idea of what we're going to need. The good part with being in men's volleyball is I knew about 75 to 80% of the roster. I knew in some capacity. Yeah, it's a small world. Maybe in a, in a camp, maybe in a USA thing, um, or I coached them. So luckily we had that. So knowing the names, learning the guys was super, super easy and and was not a challenge. It was more seeing where they're at now, seeing where they developed and identifying what they need from me to maximize their time here, enrich their experience and really develop them as a young man and as a volleyball player. And then you added, you know, you also have to add to a, you know, add a staff, right? So you added two assistants, Taylor Hammond, Cole Mortland, and then yeah. to join associate head coach, John uh, Gurton, right? So how is that staff going to help you sort of complement your team and, and maybe help you achieve all the goals that you guys have set? Yeah. So uh, John Gurton's remained on staff and he has been a amazing blessing. And without him, I, there would have been a, even more chaos those first few first few weeks getting to learn the UC system, the application system, the recruiting piece, uh, and the specifics to how it works within an academic rigorous institution like we have here. So that's been great. And then adding in Taylor and Cole, they're both setters, which is uh, really important because I think that's a position that obviously is one of the most valuable positions in, in the sport, but also a position that you know, where we like all our setters in our gym and their development is going to be really important to our success. Um, and on top of that, both of them are hyper competitive and hyper loyal guys um, to where I know every single day what, what they're going to be bringing to the gym, the fire, the energy uh, and the work ethic that they're going to be bringing along with it. And they share a similar vision in places they've been and, and experience that they've had, whether it be in volleyball or other work of generating that experience and building uh, a team that is not just going to be in it for those two hours we're in the gym, the three hours we're in the gym, um, but it's going to be together through all things going on and really maximizing the individual's time, the group's time, and and that uh, dynamic within each and everyone's um, conversations, interactions. Yeah, you have a pretty good foundation to build on, too, because I mean, it was only, what, a season and a half ago they were beating Hawaii on Hawaii's floor, right, when yep. Hawaii was number one. So talk about the returners that come back, setting that foundation, and maybe who are some of the newcomers that are that the fans will see on the court uh, at Lion Tree this year. Yeah, so from the team last year, six of the seven starters have graduated and moved on or in grad school working or playing professionally, um, which is great. 
And uh, the one returner that started for most of the year was Ryan Kaw. Uh, he's going into his fifth year. Um, he's an outside hitter for us. Uh, and then some other guys who have played roles within the team the past few years. Um, a guy like Matt Lim, who's played and started in a few matches and has gotten some time and had some success. Um, he's going to be stepping up into a larger role. Gabe Dyer has set um, in kind of the 6-2 for Blake Crisp last year and, and started a couple matches. He's going to be filling into a role. And even Andrew Boyles, another setter that has gone in in matches and, and played really well in some big matches. So those guys are all guys who have have been seen and have some exposure um, to high level competition that, that um, it's not going to be too foreign to them. And even Nick Rigo was a serving sub for the last two years. He's now going to evolve into being one of our middle blockers. Uh, and then in terms of the new guys, there'll be a lot of new faces for people who aren't in the gym that aren't seeing the guys on the court daily. But uh, you know, we have um, a libero Evan Boyle who's playing some good volleyball for us. Who's a true freshman coming in from Los Angeles and played on the top club team um, in the country last year. So um, his success and his work ethic has really continued there. Um, and then we have just a, a really good group of freshmen and sophomores. So we're really excited about the crew of freshmen and sophomores and they make up 70% of our roster just because we don't have too many upperclassmen. So it's been really exciting because it's, it's about the growth and development of those guys as we work towards being as competitive as possible through this season. And it's definitely a long-term vision for their development and how we're going to grow them and how they're going to help to not just build this program and this culture and these relationships, but how they're going to be able to do that and then be able to lead through that as well. So they're going to have a really large fingerprint on the identity of this program. They're going to have to grow up pretty soon because I'm looking at this January. You got 10 matches in January and you start like later this week, right? At UC Santa Barbara taking on yeah, like yeah. UCLA and USC. It's like, well, here you go, guys. Let's go. And I guess you're all in this together because it sounds like a lot of people are new along with you. 100%. Yeah, we're all figuring it out. And it was really funny. The uh, past two days have been our first practices in Lion Tree Arena. And one of the guys turns and asks me like, oh, what height are these poles go to? And I was like, I don't know. This is my first time in here for a practice. So we are figuring it out together. And um, really like that's part of like the challenges that make it so much more fun, you know, and everything we get to do in this profession, the fact that we can make a career out of coaching a sport that we love is it's still mind blowing to me. And it's something I'll, I never take for granted so the the ability that we can add in a little challenge to to make it even more fun um, and i think the guys really relish that and appreciate that as well and i think that's the mentality that we have through through good and bad is that willingness to attack challenges willingness to take them on head on and do everything we can for it and we see where we come out at the end of the day and we wake up and do it do it all over again and, and enjoy every single moment of it Big West is so tough. I mean, you know, every year it's Hawaii, Long Beach State, the one-two spot, flip-flop them. There's some other West Coast teams. Can you guys, are you able to handicap the Big West and how it's how it's going to be this year? Maybe where you might stack up with this with this young team and maybe what some of the expectations will be because what conference play is probably going to begin in February, so we're talking about a month out, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the biggest goal for us is finding a way to be playing our best at the end of the year. You know, finding a way to be at our best mid-April. 
because like you said, January is going to be a grind and we're going to learn what we're made of. We're going to learn where we need to grow. We're going to learn what we need to develop. Um, and expectations for us, at least within the conference, according to the conference, are, are relatively low, um, which is great. It gives us the opportunity to respond. And that's really been our focus is how we respond to the good things and all the recognition or how we respond to the adversity that comes our way. Um, and that's going to be on a daily basis. So for us, it's it's really a lot about just making sure we're going through a process to improve, get better and make the program be in a better place tomorrow than it is today. And as long as, as a staff, we're leading by example there and the players are, are continuing to stay on that path. And sometimes they need help on figuring out what that path is. It gets a little murky and there's a lot of weeds in that path and there's not a ton of, uh, clean concrete for you to walk down. So help and pave the way for them is, is really what we're here for. And really the, the piece of coaching that and mentorship that is enjoyable and fun because these 18, 19, 20 year olds, they don't know the work ahead of them and they don't know the payoff for that work. And I think everyone looks at it and they think the payoff is winning a uh, national championship at the end of the year when, the payoff is the experience you're creating through that work ethic, the experience you're creating through those interactions you're having on a daily basis from the players within your team to the competition you have to your interactions with random fans or random people you see on campus or, or other students or faculty members. And those are the pieces that are so memorable and so lasting. And, and um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're really as focused on one day at a time as possible. Well, congratulations on getting the job and getting married. It's been a crazy, you know, three, four months for you. And I, I wish you the best of success uh, moving forward the next three or four months in the season. Yeah, thank you. We're we're super excited to get going. We start off with Lincoln Memorial and then it'll be a, a whole nother whirlwind and a whole nother blur. And we'll look down and it'll be we'll have no idea what just happened. And and that's uh that's gonna be a fun, fun path and fun journey for us to go on together. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate that. Thanks, Steve. Thanks a lot, Steve. The Tritons opened their season this week at the UCSB ASICS tournament in Santa Barbara. UC San Diego opens against Lincoln Memorial before taking on number two UCLA and number 10 USC. The Tritons home opener is January 17th. For the full schedule, visit UCSDTritons.com. Be sure to join us for an all new Triton cast next week. And make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss a moment. New episodes of TritonCast premiere each Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. And don't forget, you can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms by searching TritonCast wherever you get your pods. And a reminder, you can listen to any of our 70 episodes whenever you want on demand. Just visit ucsdtritons.com slash podcasts. For more on TritonCast, follow us on Twitter at TritonCast. And if you have a suggestion for a future guest, send us a tweet or email us at tritoncast at ucsd.edu. We'll see you back here next week. You've been listening to TritonCast. TritonCast is a production of UC San Diego Athletics Communications. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your platform of choice. 
If you have show questions or comments or suggestions for future guests, email us at tritoncast at ucsd.edu. You can also follow the show on Twitter at tritoncast. 